0: I once went on a date with a guy who, like, finished every sentence with quirking an eyebrow. (laughs) I do not recommend. Did he know that he did that? Oh no, it was one hundred percent intentional. It was such a severe quirk that there was no way. Because if he didn't know,
1: that would almost be funny. But if he was intentionally being like, I am a sassy boy. Oh no, it's that he. It's that he would be like, insert witty remark. Oh no. Sounds like a guy who did improv.
0: And I, yeah, and so I sat across from him and was like, wow, 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 wow. This is happening. Went on two dates with him before I was like, okay, I can't do it.
1: I can't. I don't have enough stamina for this every single time.
0: There was like a, a cross the body beer like pose. hand gesture. Yes, it's like, uh, like he
1: would be like, quip. And then it would be like. Intentional quip. Intentional eyebrow arch. Yes, correct. No. Quip, quirk. <laughs> bearings. I'm, I'm Claire. <laughs> I was like, where are you? I don't know why I'm like dissociating. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Today. It's okay.
0: Because that leads me into my insert apology. <laughs> You're dissociating. I dissociated uh, last week. I am not bringing you a That's today.
1: Fine. That's a spoiler for two weeks from now.
0: <laughs> Alas fair listener I must have blacked out after <laughs> what
1: were we drinking last week we were what was our drink we had um the daiquiri and oh it was the I dan cure uh, the dan query daiquiri yes, yes. there we go, there we go. <laughs> I hope um, no one finds that offensive
0: so yes I must have I was just having I was in too many feels gone girl and so it was like clearly it's next mm-hmm. and it's not fair listener this week we're doing enemies to lovers. (laughs) Uh, So this week I've brought you an enemies to lovers paired with a martini. Okay. And today is uh, New Year's Eve Eve. And so this is a New Year's Eve party. Cute. And so what I have brought you, what did I call it? What whimsical name did I give it? None.
1: (laughs) Did you find it? Oh, no, no, no. It's that um, it's it's clearly not a regular martini. No, it's called. It's, uh... Despite it being in a martini glass, no, it this is a is, weird color. No, no, no. This sparkling. is sparkling. The
0: reason I didn't give it a punny name is it's just because sh- it's, uh, it's a champagne martini. Oh. And so, uh, so what it is, is uh, one and a half ounces sweet vermouth, mm-hmm. half ounce of lemon juice. Oh, interesting.
1: <laughs> Did you forget what was in this? Yes. You made it 10 wrong. seconds ago. <laughs> Did I make it wrong? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, it looks weirdly clear. Compared to the picture that I saw us take the other day. Wow. Wow! Wow! Did you whoa, forget whoa. lemon juice? Yes. <laughs> Did I
0: put simple syrup instead?
1: Yes. That also sounds good. Do we, should we throw in some lemon juice? Yes. Let, okay. me, let me fix this. Pause. <laughs> this is what happens when we try
0: to drink alcohol at 10 a.m. Good luck to Josie on how to edit this. I'm trying to think of how far back to scroll back. I'd be like, well.
1: You were explaining what was in the drink. Yes, I know. I'm
0: trying i be like, drive. Jump back in. All right. So <laughs> the name of this cocktail is, uh, it's a champagne martini. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is a is ha- one and a half ounces sweet vermouth, half an ounce of lemon juice, and it's topped pr- with Prosecco. And I added a little bit of sweetness because this fanfic is a little fluffy. So there's yeah. also a little bit of simple syrup Because yeah, so a regular
1: there. martini is vermouth and vodka or gin. gin. And yep. And it yep. does yes. have gin. Nice. It does? can. Wait. This does this? No. Okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got, oh, it reminds me of the um, the Negroni that I did. where It was just like yes. two of the three Negroni things, but then champagne. No. Spagliato? Yes. It's a martini spagliato. No.
0: So some people, when I was looking at how to adapt this drink mm-hmm. to uh, make it appropriate for this New Year's Eve fic, a true champagne mart- uh, martini has uh, vodka and champagne, but that mm. is basically a French 70. Yeah, and so I was like, that- I feel like
1: we should use the more martini ingredient, yeah. which is the yes. <laughs>
0: no. And so I had makes sense, yeah. And so I had a conversation with our resident bartender Josie to be like, I think that I should not have. I should not make a French seventy-five. No, <laughs> I think I should make a martini, and so and I do like a French
1: seventy-five. But that's not the, that wasn't the prompt. I know, yeah,
0: and so that's why I was like, okay. Uh, the other ingredient is vermouth, and mm-hmm. so can I switch? So can I switch it instead to the sweet vermouth? And the decision was that sounds like a big probably, good. <laughs> and so here we are. Great, let's give it a a tasties. Tasty, tasty. Ooh. like that
1: mm-hmm. that's very good Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't like remind that. me at all of a martini so i like it a lot
0: no yeah i was gonna say the um, the vermouth is very sweet
1: what's the what's the ratio of champagne to other things
0: so it's it's topped with champagne prosecco um and so it's prosecco. probably
1: uh three four ounces feels pretty champagney yes so it does kind of remind me of 75 no like, yes yeah not at all
0: Yes. So I thought this was more martini-esque and that, uh, to me, felt more like (laughs) I was achieving the prompt and not being like, so I've just made you a French 75. And I
1: mean, like, that would have been fine. Like, I don't think I ever would have said a French 75 is a type of martini, but like, we're all going from the same base, like seven ingredients. So it's fine. I know, right? It's like... If (laughs) I've learned anything about drinks, I've learned that we use the same seven things. Yeah. It's like when you go to a
0: Mexican restaurant and it's... or let's say more te- I'll even go so far more to say just a Tex-Mex you restaurant. go to the Taco Bell. <laughs> it's it's like, how do you want your tortillas? Hard or soft? How do you want your your beans
1: on the side? Beans in the in the bread thing. Do you want it in <laughs>
0: layers? Do you want it folded? Do you want it wrapped? Is there sour cream? Cheese inside,
1: no. cheese on top. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's like there are <laughs> five ingredients I would just start mix and matching with do it. Do you want to fry it? <laughs> Do you want to try it? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so this fandom is from the Carry On series. So the oh so wait Rainbow yes. Rowell. Yes, Rainbow yeah, Rowell. Okay, yeah. I still haven't read. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah,
1: is it inspired? Is okay because the name is Carry On, and the other one is My Wayward Son. Is yes. it inspired by Supernatural?
0: No, it's more inspired by Harry Potter. Really?
1: Then yes. why did they pick that name?
0: Uh, Was that for the? No, that's like a fandom fandomy. So the original book. Oh, so my one of oh, my okay. most favorite books. Is Rainbow Rowell's book, Fangirl, which Mm -hmm. I think Josie currently has my copy. Uh, And the story, uh, Fangirl is about a girl who writes fanfic Mm -hmm. and like, and so she is writing a fanfic called Carry On.
1: Because it's, it is based on the actual song lyric, not as a nod.
0: So in Fangirl, she's writing a fanfic. So there's like alternating chapters where you see like the updates of of the fanfic. fanfic. Yes. And then Rainbow Rowell was like, I should just make this a book like since everyone was like I want to read more about what's going on there. So it's basically like a Harry Potter Draco Malfoy deal. Yes. Um so the the also characters Also enemies
1: lovers because it's also a fandom a fake show that she also made up.
0: Yes. Is she going to go free level Steve? It's like <laughs> a fake it's not a I don't think it's a fake show I think it's a fake book.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. A because, fake, it's a fake fandom. She's not yes, actually Yes. It's a fake fandom that fan she's.
0: Yes. And then so she then wrote Carry On because everyone's like I want to
1: read and then she's yes. just going to write the real book that yes, and I haven't. <laughs> yes, be and really I haven't funny.
0: Yeah, and I haven't read Wayward Son yet. Mm, okay. um, but yes, yeah, so the the ship is Tyrannius Basilton Baz. He goes by Baz. I've seen Pitch. this.
1: I've seen this ship. And uh, then in Simon my, Snow. Yeah, and in Simon my perusing.
0: And Simon Snow is like
1: the chosen one, Harry Potter esque guy. So I don't know if you'll have the answer to this when people because because we're like seven layers deep. We're in a book that was. That included a fan fiction, and now that fan fiction is also a book, but the fandom that the fan fiction is based on doesn't exist. So when people write fan fiction about Baz, are they writing it about the original fake fandom or about the book Carry On canon?
0: I think it's from the Carry On canon. Okay. So Baz, Baz is a vampire, mm-hmm. and he's like the kind of Draco Malfoy kind of character, so like moody, brooding, um, and they're roommates. Corsair. So they were, but then what's interesting about the Carry On series is like again, it's like Harry Potter, except that it's kind of more like a modern Harry Potter. So everyone has cell phones and laptops. So it's
1: like uh, so instead of Shadow writing Hunters. with <laughs> so it's like instead of writing
0: with quills and so it's not like Shadowhunters. It's like instead of writing like with quills and that kind of stuff and using like the fireplace to converse with mm-hmm. people, they use cell phones. Yes, and they use laptops. They've just like magically unlocked but, their phones, but maybe. I think it's just, everyone has, oh. it said instead <laughs> well, of, no, it's, so it's just like, instead of the wizarding world being stalled in like Renaissance time, mm-hmm. it's just like, everyone has the internet. It's like not a, a big regular, thing. everyone wears like what we would call muggled clothes mm-hmm. if we're going to go with the Harry Potter analogy.
1: I am still stuck on the idea that it would be so funny for fanfic, like a group of fan fiction writers to write fan fiction about a canon that doesn't actually exist. So, like, they all just kind of decide. And then someone's like, but where is the original book? And everyone's like, oh, you can't find it? Weird. Well, they just make up the the whole
0: thing. Well, and the other part is since you haven't read Fangirl, some of that stuff is in there. Yeah. Because (laughs) she falls in love with a boy Mm -hmm. and then, like, has to explain to him, like, her secret life as, like, a really famous fanfic author. So she has
1: to also describe the book that it's about. Yeah. That she made up. Yes.
0: And since, again, the original Fangirl book it's mostly more about her process of like myself i could see myself in it as a fanfic author who's like and... struggling to like figure out the difference between like love in reality mm-hmm. and like what love is like in a fandom sense yes and so like so she struggles with that and then also since fanfic is like a, a closeted thing then like she also eventually has to like
1: you need to write a book about how you want Steam and cream style boyfriend, and you just like manifest him into the reality by by writing this book.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to read Fangirl. It's so I, good. I should. I should. I it's, do have It's to. so good, and it really explains like fandom is like, and what fanfic is like, and what the
1: feeling it is to be like a girl on the internet. And- is Rainbow Rowell famous enough that she won't be on this podcast? Can we reach out to them?
2: Um, so that's what I. I'm gonna interrupt.
1: Because you got hold of Rainbow Rowell and she's here? No. No,
2: I'm... Right, so have you heard all of the bad stuff about Rainbow Rowell?
1: No.
0: No, but why am I surprised?
1: (laughs) What's the scandal?
2: Hi. Hello. I am interrupting my interruption because I think this requires an on-mic conversation. During the original recording, I was just, like, patiently waiting... Uh, behind grace who is just like lying on a couch um and i did kind of speak into her mic but you can't really hear me so i am just gonna quick uh cut in and give you some uh information for you to do what you will with and then we will continue on with this episode um so the conversation that i am talking over right now is me talking about rainbow rowell so i haven't read eleanor park Yep, but I've read a fair amount of articles about that book, sure. and how incredibly racist. It is.
1: Oh no, yeah. yeah <laughs> and, like, and if
2: you don't know who Rainbow Rowell is, she is a YA author. Um, she's a white lady who I believe is from Nebraska, and she has been under controversy for a variety of things, specifically about her book, Eleanor and Park. It has some fairly racist uh, descriptions and overtones. Some of it is overt, some of it is a little more subtle, but the fact remains that it's gotten a lot of criticism, and from what I've seen, that criticism is very valid. In full transparency, I have not read this particular book, um, because I don't want to. (laughs) And, you know, it's- it's something to- think about when you are ingesting media is who makes it uh, and do you want to support those people and I think with books it is unfortunately tied to one human being in a way that TVs and movies are not it's something that I struggle with when we talk about bringing or not bringing certain fandoms as a part of our platform here and we have a small platform but it is a platform nonetheless and I do think that, like, it behooves us to, to provide you, our dear listeners, with all the relevant information. <sighs> so I'm going to leave it at that. If you want to learn more about these issues um, and about some of the criticisms that people have had with Rainbow Rowell, they're on the Internet. You can Google them. In any case, we are not focusing on that series. We are focusing on the same snow series. and let us get back to the episode.
1: Her most recent book. I don't have any idea what the Just, time of as this author is book nerd. I need to tell you that, like no. this
2: author is not probably not like a great human being,
1: so we shouldn't invite her on the podcast <laughs> uh, we are not inviting her on the podcast. dang it so. Yes. Anyway,
0: none of that is important. Into
1: the actual fanfic we read. (laughs) Yes.
0: I just wanted to give you
1: context. Yes. It's just interesting. It's so many levels.
0: Yes. So anyway, the title is called Midnight Sparks. Hmm. The author is Annabelle Lux. Uh, They did give us permission to read this but then had not gotten back to me on if like, what the inspiration for this was. Um, but they were very excited, and so I hope that they like me reading it out loud. Uh, the summary is, Simon and Baz have been notorious enemies since their first disastrous meeting at Agatha's first annual New Year's Eve party. Agatha is like Hermione. <laughs> yes. So. Now, the clock's about to strike midnight on their last year at Watford University, their last New Year's Eve party, and their last chance at a new beginning.
1: So they are roommates in the book. Correct. But also enemies. Yes. That's funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, the sorting hat, which is called the sorting hat equivalent, is called like the crucible, and it like paired them as roommates. So they don't get sorted into like houses, but they get like, they got paired as roommates.
1: That's funny. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Bass, this is his perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm in the corner scowling because my idiot cousin had deigned it appropriate to drag me to Agatha Wellbelove's annual New Year's Eve party, though drag might be too strong a word. I wasn't exactly brought here kicking and screaming. I end up giving in to Dev's pleas every year, not for the party or the alleged magic of New Year's, but the same curly haired blue eyed boy. I take a long swig of the champagne I brought myself because uni students cannot be trusted to provide decent alcohol themselves. Drinking it straight from the bottle.
1: So this is uh, college Hogwarts. Yes. Yes. They're
0: in college instead of in high school. Gotcha. That's the other differentiation. Makes sense. The liquor burns its way down my throat, fizzing in my stomach and making me feel lightheaded. My eyes scan the room for him, expecting to find him winning a game of quarters or charming a group of our our classmates. I hadn't been able to find him all night. Now it's 11.43 p.m. I'm nearly desperate to catch a sight of him before the clock strikes midnight. Not because I think I'll be the one he kisses, but because I'm a bloody masochist when it comes to him. (laughs) When I finally spot him in the last place I've expected, before my brain can stop my body, my feet are carrying me to him, I open the glass door to the balcony and a rush of cool winter air assaults me. I shiver, though I'm not completely sure whether it's from the cold or from the sight of seeing how tight Simon's sweater is. Oh, I thought he was going to say pants. No. Sweater. Keep your mind out of the gutter. Um,
1: A a nice tight sweater is also very
0: nice. Mm -hmm. Snow, I greet him, my voice falsely indifferent. Piss off, pitch. He responds predictably. I resist the urge to sigh. I don't really have room to complain about his hostility, considering I'm the one who started this rivalry. I've seen him around campus before then, always with Wellbe Love or Bunce, and he has a magnetism I've been unwillingly drawn towards. I had daydreamed about striking up a conversation with him and stealing him away from Wellbeloved's manicured grasp a hundred different ways by the time we exchanged our first words, back at Wellbe Love's first annual New Year's party, when Simon spilled a cup of vodka cranberry on my shirt and I called him a worthless cretin. <laughs> In my defense, the button-up was white, and Simon had turned a delicious shade of
1: crimson that made me want
0: to snog him against the refrigerator. <laughs> I simply panicked. Wait,
1: so Simon Snow is the not-broody? <laughs> Correct. He's, yes. the, he's the Harry Potter type. Excellent. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm so unfamiliar with these characters. I'm, I'm building a baseline in my and brain. And that's,
0: that's why I tried to be like, shortcut, Harry Potter. Yes. And Draco Malfoy. Yes. And just like in book
1: five. But Draco Malfoy has black hair, and so now I'm confused. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because if he had white hair, that's plagiarism. It would be the same, so
0: and I'm not even going to tell you about how at the end Simon has wings and a tail. So we're <laughs> going, but you clearly can't take in that much information. No, that and it's have, not important to this pic.
1: No. You tell me anything, and I would know, think it was true. I, I
0: just don't. I just, I just that don't. That could
1: be lies. I
0: wouldn't know. It's not lies, unfortunately. I just don't want mid New Year's Eve countdown for you to be like, wait, who's Baz again? Does he have a tail? No, he doesn't. Ever since then, we've kept up a tradition of exchanging insults at every one of these soirees. I've never gotten him alone, though. He's usually surrounded by a crowd of admirers. I'm certainly the type to hide alone on the balcony, but snow's not. I ignore his advice, sliding, closing the sliding door behind me. I don't have any more excuses to see him left. We're graduating from uni this year. I can't help but seize the opportunity to feel his sun, even though I know I'm just going to get burned. You're missing the festivities. Shouldn't you be doing a keg stand or shoving your tongue down well beloved's throat? It takes a Herculean effort to eliminate all traces of jealousy from my tone. Of course not, Snow huffs. Why would I be snogging my ex-girlfriend? A mixture of confusion and elation rushes me at the crucial pretext, ex. I pretend the news hasn't affected me whatsoever. She finally realized what an unsuitable match you two were. Good for her. Snow's eyes blaze with self-righteous fire, the kind that never fails to burn me straight to my core. Go fuck yourself, he retorts, gripping his can of tenants lager so tightly his knuckles whiten. Why do you bother coming to these? You're, practic- you're practically allergic to having a good time. I sneer at him. I am not. Please. You always look like you've stepped in dog shit. His uh, shite. There's an e at shite. the end. Dog shite. His face contorts in a poor imitation of my scowl. You know, this is a party, mate. I quirk my eyebrow at him. Then why are you moping out here alone? Why would I tell you? Snow snaps. He tries to keep his face impassive, but snow isn't much for facades. His emotions always color his face in shades of peaches and crimson. Today, his scarlet blush tells me he's embarrassed, and trying to hide it. You know, I say, and then lean on the railing of the balcony. Our arms are mere inches from the touching, and the space between us feels heavy with potential. At least it does to my lust-addled brain. I can't blame you for hiding out here. This holiday is absolutely ridiculous. I think he's trying to raise a single eyebrow at me, but he's failing. <laughs> he looks like a distorted funhouse version of a, of condescension, his face unused to the expression. It's
1: such a roast. <laughs> I know. Enemies. This stupid white boy is trying to move his eyebrows and he can't, idiot. He's just too happy most of the time. He's not used to condescending to people. Right. I guess I can't. I don't know if I can cork one eyebrow or not.
0: I can. I can raise you, one, but you, I can, the other one does something, too. You, like, scowled, like, can raise one yeah, you can't. You can't.
1: <laughs> Half of my face doesn't work independently. I say,
0: dear listener, she just—I would say she knit her eyebrows together. Yes,
1: knit is a yes. That's why I have those lines on between my eyebrows because that's the one eyebrow emotion I can make. Correct. There you go. Wait, you do it again. <laughs> You're the one's doing a little bit, but it doesn't come together. Well, I'm not knitting my
0: eyebrows. Yeah, I don't know how to. Okay, wait. I, mean, I thought you asked me to quirk my eyebrow. No, you did. <laughs> I
1: don't know how to not. Uh, I'm not as good with my... I can do it more with my right than my left. How do you not make your eyebrows move in the middle? I don't know, man. That's why I can't wink with one eye either. How can you do it with both? I've practiced. (laughs) Look in the mirror and try and isolate.
0: I can't wiggle my ears, and so that's something I'm working on. I can't do that
1: either. I can't do anything with both sides of my face. Like, I can wink my right eye, but I can't wink my left eye, and I can quirk my left eyebrow, but I can't quirk my right eyebrow. The way you said that made it sound like... You can't like. <laughs> I
0: had a my, my my body doesn't work together anymore. <laughs> no.
1: My like, my oh. sides picked one, and that was it. That's how my hands are too. I can only do and not this not everything with one hand, but I can only do any given activity with one hand better than the other.
0: All right. Well, then your homework is look in the mirror, practice your eyebrow. Quirks. Try quirking my right eyebrow. You always had it. You always had it. <laughs> so hard when you thought about it less you did it a little bit oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) and i would need to see it because it feels like nothing is happening (laughs) we'll put a video up no we won't i'm not gonna do that
0: Anyway. It, it will be a pretty this unim- a skill i need to have it's, it's fine a, it's a pretty unimpressive
1: no it was funny. well because be. i was hanging out with um some like theatery friends one time and i let them know that i was like oh i can only wink with one side and even my wink on that side is not especially good like it's not like those people that can do the doll eye wink without moving their st- i can't why did you do that i <laughs> show you that <laughs> See, I, can't. I can't do that with both eyes <laughs> you need to stop I can't look at you. I didn't know you could do this. Like I can't, I can't do that in any capacity. But I can't even close my left eye on its own. And so my friend was like, "Can you try?" And I was like, "I just blinked because I can't." That's what I can do. And then they were like, "Oh my god, try like look at the first across view and like try seductively winking at them, but with your left eye." And, I, and it, was, it just made everyone crack up because it was me like really trying to show an eye that cannot close.
0: Right, I'm like, and I'm not saying I have a, a sexy wink, but one time my parents, out of fear that I will be a spinster forever, made me practice in front of them. So
1: I'm sorry, what? That's some Mormon cult bullshit. They made you seductively wink in front I was of like, them. Not
0: Mormon cult because they wouldn't have been like, <laughs> no, but like, it's <laughs> <this is> weird. <laughs> It's a, we had a, is in a mirror or at them? No, at them. Ew. Yeah. And I, what? Was, yes. And then they gave me a lot of critiques about how, like, I looked too sassy because how do you seductively wink at your parents? And I had to be like, look, I promise you, I know how to flirt. If you did know how to do I that, I promise at your parents, you, I would
1: be concerned. I promise you that the reason I'm single is not because I don't know if I've ever I don't know winked what I'm doing. at someone in earnest. Like, To only say I'm flirting with you with no, like, with no, for lack of a better word, wink nudge, I'm being coy.
0: Winking is not my thing, so I have done it, but like, it's more like I wink more at people to be like a... Wink nudge. Like, yeah, more like to be like, hey, remember when I said they were going to do this thing, like... I'd be like, you know, you're like at a party and you're like, I bet so-and-so is going to like do a keg stand or like, (laughs) and then like when they, or like they're going to say some, they're going to say, insert this thing. And then when they do, you like turn and meet them and you're like, see, Mm. but, uh, but yes, it's not my preferred trick to pull out of my pocket. Right.
1: (laughs) Well, now I know I can just doll wink at you whenever I want (laughs) to throw you off. It was mostly that I didn't know this about you. It's half that I didn't know this about you and half that it's just an alarming facial gesture. Anyway, continue. I'm trying to
0: have a full human experience. I want to learn tangent. everything my body is capable of doing. That's great for you. So it can doll wink. First of all, whoever invented glitter is a bloody demon. Mm-hmm. It's damn near impossible to get the cursed substance out of my suits.
1: Ooh, cursed glitter.
0: Right? That's a bad true idea. tragedy. snowmox. Uh, snow mocks. I'm glad you agree, I nod. And trying to get an Uber at 12.30 a.m. on January 1st is a bloodbath. That it is. Last year, Gareth stole mine and vomited cheap champagne up in it. Ooh, mm. that rude. He would it to pay for that. Delight dances in Snow's eyes, and his hand goes to his mouth as he tries to stifle a laugh. No, he didn't. Unfortunately, he really did, I huff, turning up my nose. An Uber charged me the 250-pound cleaning fee. Mm. He can't hold his laughter really? back at that. Snow throws his head back in unrestrained joy, and the noise ricochets through my chest, making my heart thrash in double time. You know, I was just thinking about how shitty this holiday is, but you're really making me want to play devil's advocate here. So you admit the pro-New Year's Eve side is the devil's position? (laughs) You banter. (laughs) Snow ignores my comment and replies, The fireworks are nice. Fireworks are loud and tacky and overrated. Next. There's a lot of alcohol, he adds with a swig of his beer. That's always a plus. Not on January first, it's not. Snow rolls his eyes. It's being a downer at this point. I know. He's playing the devil's advocate. anyone who plays the devil's advocate is just trying to be annoying. Yes, that is true. The devil doesn't need an advocate. He's a fucking devil. He's got a lot going on. He's uh, no he doesn't need you. He doesn't need you. He's the devil. Abandon the devil. You don't he doesn't need your help. He's like an all powerful demon. Let him do his own work. Snow rolls his eyes. It's, well, it's just fun, isn't it? All the confetti and decorations and date glasses. Please, I scoff. Date glasses look absolutely awful on anyone. Even you, he asks, his voice tinged with disbelief. I don't have the emotional wherewithal to begin to respond to that. They
1: were not good So after, the, after 2009. <laughs> correct. They've <laughs> really taken a dive. So stop wearing them. I know. Hot yeah. take. See, devil's
0: advocate, we should have stopped. <laughs> Yeah, but we didn't because all those glasses companies that like emerged were like, we're not going to close. I don't have the emotional wherewithal to begin to respond to that. So I don't. Snow continues anyway. I don't know why you're so pessimistic. He huffs. It makes sense to me to dislike this holiday. But you, but you, you're, you're, he motions to all of me as if in answer. I'm what? I prompt. He huffs. Well, you're bloody perfect. (gasps) I laugh despite myself. How do you manage to make what should be a compliment sound like an insult? <laughs> You're top of the class, a first chair violinist of the orchestra, the captain of the football team. It's, it's well, it's infuriating.
1: mean, Draco Malfoy is all these things? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Draco Malfoy is the... But, like, perfect Draco Malfoy.
0: Yeah. Top that's of the funny. class, violinist, captain of the football team.
1: Who, like, would be the guy you probably hate. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, that's fair. That should be more of a thing. Mm -hmm. Like the the minor villain.
0: (laughs) I'm grateful that my olive skin hides much of my pleased blushing. I hadn't realized Snow had been keeping just as careful tabs on me as I had been on him. Don't be ridiculous. You're Watford University's golden boy, he flushes helplessly. But I go on. You're at the center of every party, always making everyone laugh and smile. I pause. Though I definitely wouldn't call you perfect. I have seen you wolf down shepherd's pie after all. Fuck off, he says without a hint of malice. Seriously, Snow, I respond. What's caught you so melancholy? I just... He lets out a frustrated sigh. I have nothing nothing to look forward to in the new year. We're graduating, and I haven't a clue what I'm going to do with my life. Does anyone? Sidebar, children. No. No. <laughs> the secret of adulthood is no one knows what is they're Is a vampire
1: that is immortal, or is he like a regular human aging vampire?
0: I mean, he is aging, but I think he is i don't remember if he's immortal or not okay he was turned as a child and he has grown
1: okay because i could see an immortal vampire being like why do we even care about this minor passage in time
0: yes i am intrigued by like a vampire i'm gonna call it lore for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. the idea that like uh, the Life of a Vampire, there's like the part when you're like a really young vampire and you're like, great, now I have all of these time to achieve human objectives. And then you... Eventually, <laughs>
1: human <laughs> objectives become meaningless. And
0: then you're like, wow, life is meaningless. And then you have like a couple years, you have maybe a hundred years of ennui. And then you're like, you know what? Now I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. And so then then you get into like the prime vampire years
1: where you're just like
0: bucking and like wearing fun clothes that's why there's and, a,
1: not that many but there's enough vampire stories where it's like they just try to like turn as many people into vampires as possible because it's that weird ennui period of like yes. well what other objective could i have right what if everyone else was just also like me because i'm mad that i'm like now me. i'm mad so
0: so, so you yes. be like
1: me too and so
0: i mad. would like to explore the part when you're like after you pull out of ennui and you're like you know what Life is meaningless, and that means I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dig myself a hobbit hole and wear weird clothes. All and
1: right. I'm going to do one of those like projects where I build a thing and it takes two years of yes. labor every day because nothing matters. Yes. What else have I got going on? Right. And you're a vampire with
0: like theoretically infinite strength, so you can just keep going. Mm-hmm. So
1: do whatever you got to do. Do what you got to do. Anyway. Lessons for life.
0: Lessons for life. He narrows his eyes. Don't you have some cushy banking job lined up for after a graduation? Well, I respond, yes. Banker, really? This is a regular magic world where you get regular jobs. See, some people have a plan, but I never do. He runs a hand through his messy curls in frustration. I just trip and stumble through life, and I don't know where the bloody hell I'm going. I never expected this from Snow. He's always seemed so fearless. He's always shining the most brightly in every room he walks into, making everyone else better in his presence. I hadn't anticipated he'd he'd have such a deep well of insecurity that, like me, some of his personality might be a front. The urge to comfort him crawls up my throat, resting unfamiliar on my sharp tongue. Having your life sorted by twenty-two isn't everything. There are much more important things to life. Not vigorously, like vo- right? <laughs> like what? He yes, asked genuinely. Well, I respond awkwardly, I hadn't really planned a follow-up to that. Thinking of the time I saw Snow helping a gaggle of lost first-years find their classes, like the very picture of chivalry, I carry on with, being a decent human being, for one. The corner of Simon's lips twitched upwards. You're O and one on that one, mate. I shove his shoulder. Instead of fighting back, he laughs. Not quite as carelessly as usual, but I'm still proud that I'm the cause of the twinkle in his eye. His brightness is almost too much. It squeezes at my heart, overwhelming me with rushes of adoration. I let my eyes wander away from him and through the glass-sliding door, catching a glimpse of Trixie and Charis dancing like no one's watching, of Dev and Niall laughing with their foreheads inches apart, of well-beloved telling a story to a crowd with with enthusiastic hand gestures. His genuineness has sparked something in me, a desire to be honest, to let him see the real me. Everyone puts so much damn pressure on today— Everyone's hoping for this impossible, movie-perfect night they'll never forget. I gesture at the spectacle of the party inside. They all do this, like today isn't any other day, Tuesday, just with more booze and unrealistic expectations. I've never been utterly disappointed by a holiday, but I've never even... All right, no, that's too much honesty. I cut myself off before I can finish that humiliating sentence. I hope against hope Snow will drop in. Never even what? He prompts, eagerness shading in his tone nothing i reply too quickly snow smiles wider tell me baz his voice works on me like a spell and i find myself replying despite my better judgment i've never even had a new year's kiss of course of course snow's jaw drops in near comical incredulity that's impossible i scowl it's certainly possible since it's true his mouth opens to respond but he's interrupted by a commotion Ten! <laughs> For a moment, the world has, had felt oh, like it was just me and snow. I had nearly forgotten the time, but the partygoers raging inside, screaming the countdown at the top of their lungs certainly gets my attention. Nine! <laughs> Bass? Simon. Oh, sorry. Bass? Simon says softly, turning his voice towards me. I mirror him, staring into his blue eyes from an arm's length away. Eight! Yeah, I whisper. There's something new in his expression, something curious and vulnerable.
1: Seven. This is when you got to prompt somebody for a kiss when there's like 10 seconds to decide. And so there's really like, you can't really regret it that much. Right. Are you sure that New Year's Eve can't be
0: movie perfect?
1: He asks, his voice soft.
0: Six. I gulp, unsure if he means what I think he means, what I hope he means. Five. He takes a hesitant step forward, narrowing the distance between us by half. Oh my God, what if he got pranked and they just punched him? <laughs> He just runs away. Psych. It's like, I would cry. I feel the tension between us sparkling like firecrackers. The inches apart buzz like vial to electricity. Three! His hands come up and cups my cheek. His thumb rubs hesitantly at my cheekbone, like a question.
1: Ooh. Two! Okay, you can't be touching people's cheekbones unless you're going to kiss them. Right. Let's be real.
0: I gather up all my bravery and tell myself, I'm going to do it. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to kiss Simon Snow. Yes.
1: One! There's a real short amount of time to prepare. <laughs> and
0: then he kisses me. <laughs> oh, I think you kissed each other. <laughs> um, and then there is a, um, it will be hard for you to see, but a different fanfic uh, fan art person Two boys kissing. made a picture of them and it's very cute. Very and there's cute. fireworks and confetti. Adorable. And it makes me feel things. And so I have to move on. <clears throat> Simon. So Simon's point of view. Ooh. Baz pitch tastes like champagne and serendipity. Hmm. Everything clicks into place with his lips on mine. The way my heart races every time I run into him on campus. The gut-twisting sensation I get watching him run on the pitch. The way my breath caught seeing him coming out into the balcony in those dark-fitted jeans. I fancy Baz pitch. And if the hungry way he's snogging me is any indication, he fancies me back. Yep. I can't believe my dumb luck. Baz. To Bass's perspective. Simon kisses me with his whole body, with a kind of burning passion that lights me up from my chest and flows through my nerves to set me alight. Romantic cliches that usually make me want to scream buzz around my head. Everything happens for a reason, and patience is a virtue, and when you find the one, you'll know. And all that rubbish doesn't sound half mad right about now. There's a ringing in my ears, cracking bangs that I believe for a moment is just my brain short circuiting from the mind numbing joy that as Simon Snow slips on mine. But when we break apart for breath, I realize there are actual fireworks going off above our heads. Bursts of red and purple and yellow ripping through the dark sky and illuminating Simon's moles and freckles like little stars. Cute. Simon's face lights up with joy at the thundering lights, like a kid in a sweet shop. A laugh starts in my chest and tumbles past my lips at the sight. His eyes float down to mine, still dancing with delight, as if I'm a sight that's just as lovely as the fireworks. His hands snake around my waist, pulling me closer to him again so our chests are touching. Did I change your mind about New Year's Eve? This holiday, which before tonight had always resulted in dashed hopes and pounding headaches, feels infinite in the warmth of Simon Snow's arms. Maybe I was wrong about the magic of New Year's Eve after all
1: end. Cute. That was adorable. Very classic enemies to lovers. Right? Weird how we're both just obsessed with each other. Well. Weird how we've been keeping tabs on each other for years. Isn't it funny that we both are obsessed
0: with each other? Thought it was with hate. hate. Nope. nope. It's the type of feeling that's the other so one. far, in the other perspective, it's just wrapped all the way around. A whole
1: circle. Yep.
0: All the way back.
1: <laughs> Hate and love are an inch apart. <laughs> right? But yeah. so cute. That cute, was cute, our cute. fluffy
0: little New Year's Eve fic. Ah, precious, precious, precious.
1: So, Grace,
0: what are you bringing for me next week? So, for you, Claire, I have
1: pulled one bed. Oh, no. <laughs> and a mint julep. <gasps> Ooh, I love a mint julep. So we, uh, spoiler, I don't like mint juleps. So we're gonna try and find a way to make it good. <laughs> but I do like only one bed. <laughs> Is it the mint you don't like? What part of mint juleps do you not like? It's the fact that it tastes like watery minty whiskey. <laughs> That's what people like about it. Yes, yeah, I don't like that. I think it's the same reason I don't like a highball. They're very. I find
0: mint juleps very refreshing. They yeah. were like the appetizer drink at a mm. uh,
1: New Orleans wedding I went and to. And like to be fair, I did make. The first one I made myself, so I could have made it badly, but maybe I didn't. Maybe that's just what they taste like. (laughs) Uh, It's hard to say, but we'll we'll see how that goes. (laughs) We're back to
0: Only One Bed. Only One Bed, my favorite.
1: Yes, I know. I think you will will have a good time. It's things that you like. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, So come back next week for Mint Julep and Only One Bed. In the meantime, you can get in touch with us on all of our social media platforms, which is Fine Pairings Pod on Twitter and Fine Pairings Podcast on Facebook, Tumblr, TikTok, and Instagram. And if you would
0: like to hear more of us, uh, feel free to uh, head over to our Patreon. You can find it in the link down in the show notes. And uh, so, for five dollars a month, you can get two extra super smutty fix from Grace and I. The bit of the Patreon is just
1: getting weirder. <laughs>
0: You were the one who wanted to do a bit, and we're leaning in. We're leaning
1: in, and now it's been like 30 episodes, and we're like, we've come up with some weird pieces of this. The fix are regular, the bits are weird. Bits are dumb. And we always love and appreciate uh, for you to follow us on any of your podcast platforms and to give us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Five stars will get you a lovely little reward of a 500-word fanfiction that me or Claire will write specifically for you about whatever you would like, and we read these on our uh, season finale. So, you can get a nice little treat just for you. So, make sure that you take a screenshot
0: of that five-star review and forward it to any of the social medias that we mentioned
1: before. and uh, Or podcast at gmail.com, which I think I forgot to mention this week.
0: Oh, yes. I think that's everything.
1: That's everything. I know, I wish we had, like, a sign-off for this season. I feel like we should be, like and prohibition to you like <laughs> and prohibition to you pop some champagne pop because some champagne it's and the new year arrival <laughs> kiss your arrival <laughs> maybe don't think about it first but maybe only for like 10 seconds ask for a consent but only with your eyes yes with your with your 10% leaning in yes they keep going you're probably fine yep and then you smooch tell us how it goes goodbye <laughs> <laughs> bye